Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Raglan. Hi, Vanessa Raglan. Hi, Cole. How are you doing? Great, how are you? Superb. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad we got that out of the way. I know. Nice that he's aside. Here true. we are again. Thank you guys for coming to the show. We love to have you. We have such a lovely guest on today. She's gorgeous and smart and funny. Yep. And you've seen her a lot. Yep. If you guys watch Castle. Then you've seen her constantly. You've seen her, you've seen her 105 episodes worth so And far. you're about to see more episodes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, she's fantastic. Molly Quinn. We'll get to her in a few Yay. moments. And you've heard her voice on stuff, too. She's so great. Yeah. Fantastic. A um, little bit of tiny bit of housekeeping. Yep. And then we'll move on. Uh, if you like the show. We really want you to. Yeah, we really do, you guys. Please, uh, just freaking like the show. Yeah, leave us a review on iTunes. It's easy. You just go to iTunes and leave us a review. There and you go. You can click five stars. That's the best. I would suggest now. six, but they don't even have. They don't it. have that. Yeah. Uh, you can also send us an email. Yep. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read them all. We respond to them all. We yep. welcome your comments and guest suggestions. We've gotten and some things. great guest suggestions from you guys that we wouldn't have even thought of. So That's right. Please keep them coming. Let's keep them coming, you guys. We're also uh, listener supported. We are. Any little bit helps. There's a donate button on our website. Popmyculturepodcast.com. If you do donate, we'll give you a shout out on a future episode. Yeah. It's as cool as it sounds. We're actually recording this back to back with one we just recorded our last episode. So uh, we'll be saving We're the fresh thank yous out of thank yous. for the next show. Uh, so you will be thanked yes, if you've donated between don't episodes worry. here. Uh, and we do really appreciate it. So thank you guys so, 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 so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. A uh, little bit of exciting news. Um, it's <laughs> what we've been talking about a little bit here. Yeah. We are doing a live podcast. What? In the LA Pod Fest. We're so excited. The LA Podcast Festival. Uh, it is on October 5th, which is a Saturday. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. in the Espada Room. Oh. Yeah, the mm. Sheraton Delfina Hotel in Santa Monica. There's a whole bunch of great podcasts that are taking place in this festival. You yeah, can, get a pass and go check everything yeah, out. You can get a weekend pass or you can get a day pass uh they don't sell individual show tickets yeah. which is a little tough but uh you know it's, but it's just a so fun many way good to make shows it a day. just come and see a bunch of stuff and uh, like there could not be more approachable people than podcast people in yeah. terms of fun people to meet and talk to and they also panels. are going to have like a lounge where you can hang out and meet folks yeah. and stuff so we'll definitely be milling about really yeah. happy to meet you guys so come up and say hi to us please we don't bite except for vanessa we have very exciting guests uh, we yeah. decided to do something kind of fun uh, so something uh, that's very dear to our hearts, which yep. is TGIF, <laughs> which was this great series of shows on ABC. Oh, the heyday of ABC. That's right. So we kind of have a smattering of different stars from, from different programs exactly. that are all so fun, so nostalgic, and yeah, it's going to be yep. a blast. So here's what we have confirmed right now. We might be adding one or two yep. more, but at, at currently, we got Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. Family Matters. Yeah. Anybody? Die Hard. Oh my gosh. Come on. Oh. Uh, we've got got jody sweeten returning to the podcast uh, full house once full again house. she's we so love much fun her. it was a great reason to bring her back yeah. in and Stuart pankin <gasps> he is the dad on dinosaurs you guys dinosaurs which was in my opinion the best show ever it was he was on dinosaurs he's also on not necessarily the news on hbo um he's amazing too yeah, so those three are confirmed so great there might be more to come but as of now it's gonna be a lot of fun i know and, i mean uh, i would want to do two hours with each one of those people so we're gonna have yep. to cram in a lot so hopefully <laughs> you guys can make it come say hello yes please uh, do you can get uh, information and tickets and things at la pod fest.com 
And uh, it's three days worth. Come make a weekend out of it. Yeah. Come have fun. Indeed. Uh, we also have amazing shirts on our website. They're great. Designed. Dave Grillo yeah. designed. They're comfortable. They're American made for yep. all you patriots out there. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, no, but they're comfortable. They fit great. They The women's cut is perfect. It's yep. not like one of those really annoying baby delties. It's just a really flattering cut. And the guys' shirts are great too. And they hold up great and wash. They're amazing. Super great. So uh, those are $15 on our website and they're super comfortable and stuff. And we yep. hope you guys will buy one. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think that's great. Let's, that's uh, a lot of information for them to take let's in. Let's get to the show. Let's uh, do it. Right. Here, Here we go. go. Boom. Uh, our guest today plays Richard's daughter, Alexis, on the hit ABC show, Castle. Ooh. She's a lovely human being. Ladies and gentlemen, Molly Quinn is here. Hello. Hi, Molly. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Anytime. I gave Molly very bad directions. Yep. I... Yeah. And yet she still got here, not only on time, but early. I... a real Supergirl for you. Oh, hey, oh. Hey, I yeah. like that. I spent a significant amount of time punching in the key code you gave me because you said there is no pound Specifically, do not press pound. Specifically, do not press pound. So I'm there, you know, repeating the exact same mistake (laughs) over and over because that is, you know, what a brilliant person does. Yeah, that's not the definition. It's always opposite day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sort of like in Labyrinth. One of us always tells the truth, but one of us always lies. I'm always the liar. Done. Or are you? Because you wouldn't admit that if you were the liar. Gosh, riddles. Riddles. Who has time for riddles? I love riddles. Do you? Are I you do. a riddle fan? I'm a riddle fan. <laughs> I'm a riddle fan, and I love speaking in Shakespearean verse, which I also consider really? a bit riddlesome. It is a bit riddlesome. If you shall taketh, that uh, wayeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the real challenge done any Shakespeare? is... I have done Shakespeare. Um, I did Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. Uh, both of the pro theater in my hometown, which is such a gorgeous theater. It's this beautiful, amazing theater that should be anywhere except for Texarkana, Texas. <laughs> like, it's gorgeous. And we did really amazing productions there. So, yeah, my heart's in theater, and especially in Shakespeare. I yeah. absolutely love it. We just did a production of, um, oh, goodness, uh, Cleopatra. And I got to play Cleopatra. Oh, I was very ooh. excited. It was, and it was, of course, just something that we put together. We didn't sell tickets or anything like that, uh, which is probably the only reason I got to play Cleopatra. <laughs> I do not fit that bill at all, but it was awesome. I, God, I have such a such a love for it. I just want to live in those plays. That's awesome. I did Romeo and Juliet in seventh grade. And I was Mercutio. It was fun. Oh, nice. It's a good like part because you get to basically showboat and then you get killed off. Yeah. So you're like, I'm done. I get to take a break for the second half. Exactly. You just get to watch right. everything else. Yeah. Hey, great monologues. Great monologues. Dead. There you go. That's all I got to do. <laughs> and we all know the best part about theater is being behind stage. That's yep. that's basically it's where everything is happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. Back all the showmances, <laughs> as they call them. So many showmances. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're talking about good literature, then I had to immediately switch it to bad literature. Oh, sure. Okay. Because it was announced recently, you guys, uh-uh. who's going to star in the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. <laughs> uh, Charlie Hunnam and Dakota Johnson. I wasn't familiar with either of them. Charlie Hunnam name is, name, is from Sons of Anarchy. He's also in Pacific He's Rim. He's tanked Pacific Rim, right? Like, he was... He was the main really, guy in that. Pretty bad. In uh, I mean, the whole... I actually really enjoy Pacific Rim, but it's like, it's it's a dumb Hey, I movie. won't say I didn't see it, like, four times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the dialogue. I mean that I had issues with it. The dialogue time. was atrocious. Like the actual and I didn't like. Get why it was so bad. I was like, you're all fantastic actors. I don't Isn't that get it. Weird like, when that happens. It's just like The Great Gatsby. I was like, Duh. you're all so awesome. 
the sets are pr- pretty good. I mean, I was kind of wanting more out of, you know, a Baz Luthorman film. Yeah. I didn't want all this green screen stuff, but you're also awesome. Why is this sticky? Like what is happening? That is yeah. obviously like, you know, clogging up the engine that is, you know, your acting. Right. I just it's saw like, Rick Gatsby recently and I had the same feeling. Well, I had heard enough about it at this point because yeah. it's been out forever. But um, I was just hoping because it's like, you know, you hope at least it's going to be great eye of candy course. and the cast is so good. Yeah. But then like 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, I see what's happening. It's not going to stop I mean, happening. I, I liked it all right. I mean, like the soundtrack's good because Boz does that so well. Good. And um, like, you know, this production design was just great. I was worried it was going to be too kinetic because like that's what he, his early yeah. stuff was. But I actually thought it was pretty subdued no, for was. Boz, um, which is surprising like to me. It. It's like there wasn't enough texture for me. Like even going across the water to the green light, I was like, man, this is just like these two tones. You have like yeah. the green light and it was like blue water. And that's like I wanted like more because because that is what I love about him. This very yeah. like completely over the top and like yeah. right. every way. And it's like he did so much in like two scenes, and then the rest were honestly pretty kind of yeah, really normal, back. Like, yeah. like normal opulence for the era. Yeah, and I wanted it to be that like way Crazy over the top, over the like, top. constantly. Well, when yeah. you watch like if you watch, there's parts in Moulin Rouge where you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like <laughs> literally, okay you're just parts. like, but you're literally them. like, I have no idea what's happening. This is insanity. <laughs> And then, yeah, exactly. And this, this was like I'll so much worse, dude. Like, that's, that's all. Like that movie, I was like, okay, it's fine. I get the whole Nicole Kidman thing. And then they like played that song, and I instantly fell in love with that movie. Like I listened to that song oh. on repeat. Like I, I, I love everything about that song. I love everything about that scene in the movie. Those dancers, just they have a they had a behind the scenes when that DVD first came out of the costume, and that was yeah. like kind of the beginning of when they're doing behind the scenes like extra features mm-hmm. on DVDs. And I got so excited just about the costuming mm-hmm. for that because they built every one of those costumes, mm-hmm. and it's like you watch those scenes and it's just crazy rich mm-hmm. and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And to think about all the work that went into that, I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. I used to be mm-hmm. so excited about DVD commentary tracks. Yeah. Because I bought like one of the very first DVD players, and at first it was like four hundred dollars, and that was like discounted at Montgomery Ward when there was Montgomery Ward, which there's not anymore. And uh, I remember like I bought it for like four hundred bucks, and it came with like five free DVDs that you just like mailed in to get like they had a yeah. selection of one of those things. But the first one I bought was Boogie Nights because that had just come out, nice. and it had all sorts of like you know director's commentary oh. tracks and deleted scenes and stuff like that. And I worked at video stores, so for me it was like this is like movie nerd, nerd heaven. Nice. There's yeah. all this extra content, and that was unheard of before. That's and now it's like I barely watch anything commentary wise. No, commentary is so. I mean, I don't know. Like they used to do these like really cool commentaries of like, like like behind the scenes and not just interviews with actors. Like I feel yeah. like a lot of the times now it's just these interviews with actors, which is yeah. cool. Like I enjoy that sometimes, but really I'm wanting to see like like I loved in uh, I think it was the second. I think it was two uh, Lord of the Rings, two towers um, behind the scenes because they're they're behind the scenes was like. Awesome hours he watched days of behind the scenes but especially when they show they just do this like quick shot because like apparently uh mary and pippin had to stay in like the giant tree contraption and they're just like eating lunch up there because it was like too time consuming to like get them down and put them back up like <laughs> they're gonna lunch or something like that and i'm like that's what i want to see yeah i want to see like that because that is real and true right. they're just up there like ah gotta stay oh. up here you know like I mean, it's awesome there's some fun commentary tracks the commentary track to Step Brothers that uh, uh, Will Ferrell Catherine uh, Hahn is amazing yeah she's 
super funny mm-hmm. who you worked with we'll talk about that yeah. but they uh, mm-hmm. on the commentary track it's they call it like a musical commentary track so John Bryan's there with a the keyboard and he's like playing along with them so periodically they just like burst into song <laughs> about stuff and it's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley and stuff like that it's really really funny like, I love John C. Riley. he's so good he, there's nothing to not love I remember in like what was it, in Chicago mm-hmm. his Mr. Cellophane oh yeah Oh, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. He's so tall in person too. Mm. Tall and skinny. Yeah. yeah. I was like a lot thinner than I was one like, would Yeah, I even said that. Like I was for I did walk card. That was the first movie yeah. I did that got me my my uh, sag card. And I remember I said that to him. He comes <laughs> like, You're a lot thinner in person. <laughs> you know, silly and fourteen and not really well, that's like what not to way say. Way better than the opposite thing yeah. to say. So mm-hmm. God, you are chubby. Didn't think you'd be so big on the bottom. I thought the camera had poundage, but I guess it's just my eyes in real life. It's just you. (laughs) Yeah, things could have been worse. (laughs) And this, of course, all has to do with Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, right. Um, no, I think it's, we kind of gave it its due. Yeah. Um, like, what? But what's, like, and I, we sort of talk, chatted about it earlier, which yeah. is that, like, what is that movie going to be? Like, yeah, how the could. The book is just like. It's porn. It's the book porn. is erotica for, like, I guess the biggest appeal it's, was, like, middle aged. It's women. fanfic. Like, it's yeah, completely, it's, it's just Twilight fan fanfic. fiction. Like, that she just changed the names is. and. Yeah. It wasn't even meant to be anything more than fan fiction. But so, how do you translate that into, like, its own movie when the whole base of the book is all sexuality and then who goes to see that well movie? and i love that the director and i'm blanking on her name i love that all the controversy that she has in her personal life and then on top of that she's directing this extremely like, controversial <laughs> yeah. movie. Way to like go. that cracks me up like beyond belief and i think gosh i think you know everything goes in cycles and right now we're on this very kind of like downward point and we're gonna like hit 50 shades of gray i don't think we're gonna <laughs> i love that that means rock lower. bottom to you we're yeah like i'm hoping that we're not getting any <laughs> right now we're at like the 49th shade of gray <laughs> yeah like I'm, we're gonna hit 50 yeah and then we'll start swinging back up you know right. we'll get some good indies something like a better life we'll get another one of those mm. or you know yeah some, it has to. Some fun ones. Things have to change. Like Kings of Summer. Like, that was a great movie. That's that fun. completely yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of overlooked. I loved it. There's yeah. a lot of good indie films happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are. I love good big budget, too, though. Like, that's... I'm going to see some more of that, too. I feel like they've gotten so much into just, like, the effects. And it's we just can do dubstep soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, we need to get back to... I, I do remember when we're going to figure that out. Like Lord of the Rings. Do you remember we were at Comic Con and were you there the Wreck It Ralph panel? Yeah, yeah. So like uh, one of the, it was like you know it was John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman. Um, he killed that and the director and he was hilarious. Oh, he was sweet. so yes, funny so on it. But at the end of it, like they, <laughs> I remember the director's like, guys, we got a huge announcement. You guys are going to freak out. Doing who's going to do the soundtrack? None other than Skrillex. And they showed the picture, and like the crowd did not react. They're like, okay, right. that's not <laughs> what we're here. And then I don't think he did. I think yeah, it I, didn't I end up happening. But at the time, like they announced it, thinking it was going to be this giant. Like everybody's going to be like, oh my god, Skrillex is doing the soundtrack <laughs> to Wreck It Ralph. Our lives are we better now? I don't know. Instead of and, like. Huh. It was just met with like. <laughs> that you can kind of tell by like nerd reaction at Comic Con if something's going to be. Like, oh, it's a huge testing ground. Yeah. It really Comic-Con is. Comic Con is like, yeah. Because I, I remember scary. when they premiered the Lone Ranger trailer. I think mm-hmm. we made the same panel, and like no yeah. one got it. Got such a middling response. Yeah. Because you know what? Nobody holds the Lone Ranger in that place. Like, oh, I can't wait for the Lone Ranger yeah. movie. It's not yeah. like it's not a Batman franchise. Yeah. It's not something yeah. that people are freaking out about. Yeah. Whereas like when they announced Batman versus Superman. 
being the next film like i cried like i was there like with like Weeping. christopher nolan like like behind stage like with henry cavill like oh about to do the my gosh 50, uh, 75th mm. anniversary panel and they said that and i turned to gary uh who was kind of helping us a lot and i turned and i'm just like live action because i couldn't wrap my mind around like a live action batman versus superman and he laughed and of course out loud told everyone that that's what i had said so i start immediately just like crying and my brother's like pull it together pull it together and I'm like, I, can't, I can't i don't know what to do like and then of course i got less excited when i found out it wasn't christian bale playing batman now I don't know where I stand, but the point is <laughs> everything's up in the air. The point is that like it does like it, you can completely gauge how a movie is going to do off of fan response at Comic Con, and you can also gauge how out of touch like studio yeah. and producers can be by yeah. what they'll think is going to be a success at Comic Con. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the nerds are going to eat this up. Maybe not, buddy. Maybe yeah, not. exactly. <laughs> and who are those suits to call us nerds? I don't appreciate that. Just people, just people. Yeah, with but now's now's a great time to be a nerd. Like you can be like, I'm or a nerd, or and everybody's like, that's cool. Okay, that's okay. I gotta say, so this little girl, <laughs> her name is Kylie. She's my favorite little girl in the entire universe. Universe. She's ten. Uh, she's from Utah. Her and her family came out for this. Uh, Disney vacation. So I asked if I could, you know, take care of Disney and you know come with them that type of thing. And so. We were driving to Disney, and she's in my Jeep, and of course, she's just raving about how she wants a Jeep now, and how she, you know, loves everything, (laughs) and I guess her mother had, like, showed her interviews or, like, something, but she turns to me, and she's like, Molly, I'm a geek. Like, I am completely a geek. I'm like, like, really? Like, what do you, like, what do you geek out about? (laughs) And she goes, well, I really like big glasses. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it was so cute because she was, she was, like, just trying to connect. Like, this, like, she was Geek so in social cachet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm then, more analog than digital. Exactly. Um. And then, of course, she's just like, like, I love winks. Like, I... And it was just adorable. Like, I know more than, like, anybody in the entire universe knows about winks. I'm a geek. Like, this whole thing, like, so set on it. It was... Validate it was my geekdom. Yeah, it was priceless. I, my heart sung. I was Aww. so happy, yeah. Do you go to Disney a lot? Just every um, once in a while? I don't go to Disney too often. I go when people come out and want to go. Like, I kind of save my Disney trips for that because yeah. I have a lot of family who has a lot of little kids and stuff who do come out who want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoy Disney, but I enjoy Disney when... I have front of the line passes. And yeah, that's helpful. Guide and things like that. Like I was thinking about going at Halloween this year, and then I the thought kind of came to my head. I was like, well, you know, if I'm going with a group of friends, like I don't really want to have a a guide because I just want us to kind of mess around and whatnot. Yeah. But then I have to wait in these like two hour long lines. Like, like I don't the people. I'm a little spoiled. My, my Disney. Yeah, no, I, I got gotcha. Experience little spoiled. I mean, I have I, I have a, a passport. I go like you know a couple times a year, but yeah. I always go weekdays off season. So yeah. like the lines, like the worst line is like twenty minutes. Yeah. It's, it's always really quick. And last time I went, I had a friend who has a messed up foot, even though she's pretty much like recovered, but she can get the little pass. Nice. So we were just going through the front of line stuff all the That's time cool. too. But it's yes, so I love better. Disney. I love Disney. Yeah. Speaking of, there's this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I believe it is called Escape from Tomorrow. Have it's you heard a, about this? I saw the trailer this yeah. morning. Crazy, right? Yeah. How did they get away with that? <sighs> they all did it all guerrilla style. So the yeah. whole the whole idea of this thing is it's so crazy. It's this movie that's out and it's been playing the festival circuit and it's this horror movie filmed at Disneyland on the sly. They use their phones. They brought like little handheld cameras in because tourists do that or whatever yeah. and just grab shots 
where they could. I just don't know how they're not being all sued together. by That's Disney. That's what's crazy about it. I think maybe Disney decided it's not bad. F- it's fantasy. It's not necessarily bad for our image. It's and not like, look it'll at our look, food production. Yeah. Right. And, it, yeah. and it'll look worse <laughs> for us. That's the real horrors. It, it'll look worse if we try to block it. You thought those were turkey legs? The only reason I think that they would crush it is because they don't want to encourage other people to do it. Because, like, seeing that this person did it, who, who else is going to try to do it now? Yeah. You know? yeah. I bet people are going to be smacking down more like park employees on people with cameras or a little more watchful. Um, it's just so bizarre. Like I saw that and I was really weirded out. It's I, so it really weird. creeped me it out. Really I was creepy. like this, yeah. but it makes me, but you know what? You're kind of right. Cause it makes me want to go to Disneyland more now. Like, especially at night. Like I want to oh, go yeah. and just like, like creepy. Yeah. Experience. <laughs> yeah. God, I have friends who work at Disney who, man, crazy craziness. They're crazy kids. What do you mean? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, That's all I can not say. on this show. <laughs> there is also that video of uh, the woman who played the Wicked Queen. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. No, because you know they all they have the characters. Which Wicked the, Queen? The Snow White. Okay. Um, so she's dressed up as that, and then she's near woman that's dressed up as Snow White and I think Cinderella and so the little girl walked up to the queen and said like are you jealous of Snow White and then she being very much in character was like oh please why, why would I be jealous of this and like walks up, like look at that why would I be jealous of her I mean please and it's like totally in character and the Snow White of course is like um okay like they're because they're not allowed to have any sort of like wicked side to them but yeah. she's like so into her queen role that it's a really funny video <laughs> funny. I'll have to check that pretty out pretty amazing it's I love out there that. I love when the villains come out that's my favorite time love yep. it and I love do you have a t-shirt. favorite villain um, do you have a favorite villain Disney, Disney villain yeah I know I was gonna say Disney villain um, always had a crush on Jafar ooh really oh yeah weirdest oh, yeah. answer it's like twirling his beard I'm like oh my right. gosh this works so Yuck. there you go but, but, but no crush on Iago uh, uh, no I didn't I didn't feel it for Iago but that is true and it does gross people out so I don't usually say it too often <laughs> but yeah Jafar was always my man you know there's this thing they, they don't do it anymore but you, if you saw Toy Story characters there you could say Andy coming and they would drop to the ground oh i heard how that. cute is that i didn't know but I now, be, now that everybody knows it because it's leaked oh, out yeah. and like now they stop doing it because they'd, they'd be, be on the ground every 30 <laughs> seconds like we're not paid enough not 100 degrees <laughs> this hurts but i do love the uh whole philosophy of disney with people at the parks like to try to make it this magical experience i love it's it so nice especially for like have you ever been to the bippity bop salon salon no. i can't talk today guys you're doing a great um, job <laughs> Okay, so no, neither no. of you. Okay, so once again, this all revolves around Kylie, who <laughs> I have to say, at this point, I was still thinking she was eight because I hadn't seen her since she was eight. Because, you know, when you see someone and they're the age they are, when you they see them again, they're way. still that yeah. age. Right. That's how the world works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm talking to uh, Janine, who uh, I work with at Winks, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this little girl's coming out. I love her when we go to Disney. She's like, oh my gosh, you should get her like a reserve spot at the Bippity Bop Sulan. And I'm like, um, what is that type of thing? And she's like, I used to work there like when I was younger. And essentially, it's like fairy godmothers. And they come up and they ask the little girl, like, oh, who's your favorite princess? And she says Belle. And they do her hair like Belle. They do her makeup Aww. like Belle. They get like the nice, super awesome dresses. Get to keep them. Wear them all day. <gasps> and so I was really excited. I get it all up. And I'm just so excited to see Kylie dressed as one of these princesses. Like vicariously living through yeah. this little girl. And then I realized she was 10. And that being 10, <laughs> this probably wasn't cool. Right. So she gets there, and of course, it's not cool. She's oh. not feeling it. But thank God they had this, like, preteen, like, 
pink skirt with like black trim fluffy thing that she for wears. just like, that but I have to tell you not even just all day for the whole week after I was bummed that she didn't I was kind of like man and I kept Aww. going on to my boyfriend at the time I was like man like really wanted to see her he's like you're still on this and I'm like yes because <laughs> if I could I would dress up as Snow White who would you be around. um god I would love to be Ariel in that pink right? pink dress oh yeah because I do love that. But Belle is my favorite Disney princess. You are surprising me with all of your choices. I am? Yeah. That's awesome. But the best thing is... <laughs> no, the best thing is... So after you get to meet all the Disney princesses as well. And um, we're in line and Kylie's having a good time with that, thankfully. But right in front of us, there's this little... Um, she looked. I'm not. I'm not sure. She was like had olive skin, and she was dressed as like a little um, Belle, and she had to be like mm. two and a half, like maybe three. And I had watched her get ready the whole time. Kylie was getting ready, and she's just sitting there, like not having an issue that like a two year old should be having. And they're yeah. twisting her hair up and this whole thing, and she's like the most placid kind of like <laughs> stoned out baby <laughs> that I've ever seen. And so she's in front of us, and I got this great picture of Aurora, who probably is my favorite, if I think about it. Aurora is on the ground, and she has, like, her hands out, kind of crouched oh, down to Aurora. her. And the little girl's, just, like, standing this, like, right in front of her, just, like, staring at her oh. face. And, like, just adorable. Like, like that magic. Like, yeah. making it so safe for these kids. It, It's... I I cannot commend Disney enough for doing that because I hate to see innocence getting lost have earlier you, and earlier. Yeah, as, oh, it's so. Have sad. you seen the um, the Tinkerbell costume thing? Where like, no. basically, you're not allowed to if you're an adult or like a teen of a certain age, you can't dress up. Because the, the main reason is is they don't want little kids walking of up course. to somebody who's dressed up as Belle who doesn't work at the park mm-hmm. and getting their autograph oh, you mean, and taking the oh, image. Coming into the so park. yes, okay. if you're coming into the park, you can't be dressed. Yeah. They make exceptions at certain times at Halloween, but for the most part. You can't, right? Yeah. Um, and so this is like, I think, at Disney World in Florida. There's this video that's like, I think she's 14, maybe 15, teenage girl dressed up as Tinkerbell, mascara running like crazy because she's been crying because they wouldn't let her in in costume. She's like, it's all I wanted was to dress up like Tinkerbell with my boyfriend and go to Disney, <laughs> this whole thing. And it's like, it's pretty, it's, it's stated kind of everywhere that you're not allowed to yeah. dress up. And, you know, I don't know, but it's it's pretty funny. Like, they made she made a big stink about oh, it. Oh, I thought that was going to be a happy ending. No. <laughs> well, I, can, I can make this a happy ending. Okay. When I was younger, the Batman movie with George Clooney and mm-hmm. Uma Thurman was, like, my all-time favorite one. Do not judge me. I was, no judgment. like, four. How right. hot was Poison takes, Ivy? First of all, it takes somebody really brave <laughs> to admit <laughs> to that admit Batman it. and Robin <laughs> was <laughs> existed. <laughs> Two was your favorite. It was my favorite. I was four, but so I wanted to dress up as Poison Ivy. She yeah. was my she, and she was and still is like probably my favorite uh, villainess. Uh, and my mother said no because you know it was too sexy, whatever. So me and my little four year old brain, I'm like, okay, how can I get around this? And I decide, well, Tinkerbell looks a lot like Poison Ivy. <laughs> so I was like, Mom, I want to be Tinkerbell. And she's like, okay, buys me the costume. Now, ever like she thought. I was Tinkerbell in my head the entire time. I knew. I knew I was Poison Ivy. I would wear that thing constantly. I would I would wear it to like pre-K or whatever and go around going, I'm Poison. I'm Poison Ivy. <laughs> and like putting like stupid like leaves in my hair and all oh types of gosh, stuff. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, she probably knew. I probably wasn't that sly, right. but I but thought. Like, it covers I more skin. Like, We're fine. Exactly. <laughs> There's not the pointy boob thing. Right. Like, We're okay. You ever have those like costume fails that you, you wore for Halloween and like no mm. one, like, 
everybody thought you were something different than you were, and you're like, God damn it. And when I was a kid, I went as a shark. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't like sharks. But the costume <laughs> was like, it was like, you know, pointed at the top, and then the mouth was where my face was. Okay. With teeth going around the sides, right? And the eyes were on the sides, and then fins or whatever. But every place I went up to was like, you're a rocket ship. And I'm like, I'm not a rocket ship. Rockets don't have teeth. They don't have fins on the side. I remember getting so mad. I mean, like, why is this costume failing so bad? That happened with my cosplay this year at Comic-Con. Oh, no. I was so disappointed. Like, I I made my own costume of Bloom, Fairy of the Dragon Plant. Flame, who I voice for, winks on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. right? And I'm so excited. And I knew it was a little different than her uh, Sirenics costume, but I went for it. Everyone thought I was Tinkerbell. <gasps> Again? Everyone thought I was you Tinkerbell. You cannot escape Tinkerbell. I was so upset. I was really upset. I was mortified. I was so upset. You could have quickly it was... adapted it into a Poison Ivy costume. <laughs> I probably could have. I probably I'm could poison. have. I'm poison. <laughs> poison Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> I went as Stevie Wonder one year and it Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Oh, God. <laughs> I tried to get some friends to dress up like the Four Tops with me this year, but they vetoed that idea. <laughs> People are too skittish about Yeah, they're not things. okay. <laughs> I was, I think, 10, and mm-hmm. I loved Stevie Wonder. 10's too old to know. <laughs> Did you blackface? I did a blackface, but okay. I did oh, do a lot of braids, and I made my own Malcolm. <laughs> I did a Malcolm X hat because he used to oh wear my that. God. And then I tied my keyboard with duct tape around my neck, like, oh. <laughs> rocked around, but nobody knew what was going on. I looked like a chubby white girl with Down syndrome, and I don't think anybody understood. Oh, this is you my ha- favorite. You had story. like cornrows. Yeah. Oh no. Well, my mom did like a lot of French brains. Nice. So it was as close to cornrows. As I could get. It's so embarrassing. It's really funny. I Your just pictures? called to say inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I just. Oh. But um. Boom. Oh man. So we thought our costume <laughs> fails. Uh, it happens. Yeah. It happens. I'm Sometimes sure we've had more. Sometimes it's parents' job to say, hey, that's not a great idea. Yeah, but we never listen to that. It's true. Never do. It's just weird to think back on like things you went as, and I can't figure out why I went as them. Not necessarily that the costume is bad. Yeah. Like, I went as a jukebox once. What? <laughs> why would you go as a jukebox? I don't know. But I did, and I can't figure out my, like, train of thought like what was the cool thing about <laughs> nothing cool about being a jukebox <laughs> one kids have no attachments to jukeboxes it's not like it's not like another kid's like oh my god are you a jukebox <laughs> you're the coolest kid in school high fives all around no none of that whirlets right <laughs> I, I want is a ring wraith which I was actually very proud of. What is of. that? What's a ring wraith? Oh, no. I really other, don't know. Other she than a tongue twister? Just, she, I just, do you not? What? A ring wraith? Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, what's Guys, a wraith? A ring wraith. You know the uh-huh. seven the seven kings of men? Uh-huh. Who get turned, like, their power, and they are the black hooded the black-hooded thing. The black hooded They're called, called they're a ring called wraith. Oh. Ring wraiths. Oh, never Sounds mind, like guys. you can't no, no, say no, no, stingray. I know you're talking about. <laughs> I went as a ring wraith, and I was really cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had a lot of friends. <laughs> that totally got it. <laughs> I remember that Halloween. Like, I played on the playground by myself. But it wasn't by myself. All my imaginary friends were with me. Poor little like, ring wraith in we the corner. <laughs> well, they were afraid that you're going to take their rings away. Yeah. A harbinger so of death exactly. over there. <laughs> we were... We were yeah, that was fun. Were you into comic books and everything like that? I know you're very into that world now. Have uh, you been a when fan I was of- younger? Mm-hmm. Uh, comic books. The only comic books I read when I was younger was things that my brother had lying around, and he more had uh, fantasy novels lying around, which mm-hmm. is how I got into all my fantasy stuff. Yeah, big time. Uh, 
Yeah, I would read just little snippets of these like random books and it was a lot of fun but yeah i read mostly like x-men mm-hmm. like i would pick yeah, up comics comic. of that yeah it w- and it was funny because it wasn't like i don't know if i would have picked that if i had like a slew of comics in front of me it's just what he read and what happened to be lying around so i would pick them up and it was yeah that was my first experience that and like spider-man did you read a lot of fantasy novels like the dragon riders of pern or like the, i haven't read that one yet the xanth novels by piers anthony <clears throat> i was big enough those in junior I, high school i was i was uh, what was it uh dark tower okay it did some of that and then my brother got me started on wheel of time which i am still slowly working my way through which i really enjoy have you read that by robert I jordan i never read it no i've heard good things though it's it's awesome the first book is super slow the second three go by really fast then the fifth one hits that kind of jag again and so i've been i've been a little little stuck on that it's the wheel of time you just take your time it's always the hardest thing when you start to read something or whatever people are like oh well that one's not so good it's but you got to read it but it takes a long time it takes a long time it'll get better it'll get better that last page you gotta read yeah. the first one. Through. It's sort of like when people talk about the Buffy TV series, like oh. season one's terrible, but you you kinda need to watch it, then it'll get good, but you sorta should watch it. But it's bad. <laughs> I couldn't but, uh, you know, I like, couldn't either. I couldn't I could not get through it. I had to I started at the first season and I was like, What has everybody been talking about? Yeah. And then had to skip way ahead. I watched I I knew I like I powered through it because I think there's details in it that are important later on, but at the same time, like there are some episodes that are like almost oh, Unwatchable. It feels unwatchable. I mean, to me, it was. I'm like the one where they either. become the hyenas or whatever, like the jackals. I did not even get that far. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about right there. It's bad. Um, but yeah, it's hard to like make yourself power through something that you know, like, if you've been told it's by everybody, like, like yeah. oh, it's important for lore, but yeah. it's really not good. And you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same like the Harry Potter books or whatever, like. The first Wait, one. which Harry Potter book isn't good? Yeah. First one. <laughs> no. Disagree. That's the only disagree. one I read, and I was like, eh. And then I oh stopped. Oh my gosh. I Very wrong. all the Harry Potter books. Yeah. They agree. were all fantastic. I mean, I've seen all and the movies. Oh, but the movies were so. But, first two movies, perfect. The tone of the first two movies. They got like, it. Like the hair, like everything. <laughs> it's important, okay? The yeah. hair is important. Like everything about those movies. <laughs> like, the first two is perfect. And the third one is cool. But totally, that just like forgets the theme. It's yep. like, oh, we're not gonna do that anymore. Well, like, it goes from like innocent and happy, like wizarding is great, to like really yeah, like. But, dark. It, but that's the, the thing. But that's the thing about magic. the first two movies. The first two movies has that that ominous dark feeling yeah. is there. only in those first two yeah. movies. Like they lose that as it goes on with like the coloring they chose, and then and the way know, that Radcliffe, I don't know what too. happened to him. Like something <laughs> happened. Aquas, <laughs> maybe the only yeah. one that like I really had a hard time with was like Deathly Hallows Part 1 which is just like Harry Potter and the gang go camping for two hours because like it's literally oh, yeah. just them camping and camping and camping and camping I was like can we just like montage this part and keep it moving please I had a big problem with um, Goblet of Fire I believe that's the one everything right? all just blends Cup. together to me after the first two like I the don't Triwizard even, Tournament I yeah the Triwizard Tournament I kind of love that one see that did you read it though did you read it no see that's my thing like after I was like I don't know what they're doing they have like they basically what they did and what I always hate for them to do is they cut out things from the book and if you do that because you don't have enough time I get it yeah. that's fine but when you do that to add in your own yeah. ideas that really bothers me because y- you aren't better than the book. Right. You- you're not. like this And the book exists and exactly. keeps going. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you can't. Know? I mean, that's like with the Mortal Instruments series. Like, I love those books. I love the prequels. Like, they're fantastic. And I went and saw the first movie 
And there were parts of it that were really great because they kept scenes word for word from the book. Like, you didn't have to change anything, and they were flawless. Despite people having issues with casting and all that jazz, they really got 50% of it right. But then they leave out two main characters that if they're not in the first book, it's not going to make any sense for the books going on. Like, yeah. that type of stuff. It's yeah. like, it anything that you thought needed to be added in, you were wrong. Right. And like, you everything is already ahead. there. Yeah. Exactly. It is weird to see, like, in some movie series. Like, obviously, the books are more dense, and they're like, you can't include everything unless yeah. you want to make, like, each book four movies, in, in a sense, yeah. you know? I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> which, you know, people who read the books and are hardcore into it would be, but mm-hmm. general public would be like, I'm bored. Yeah. Because, um, like, I know people that, like, I, I thought Jurassic Park was an amazing movie. Like, love it, love it, love of it. Course. There's people that bitch, well, we love this out and that. I'm like, look, if they did everything in that book, there would have been 20 minutes of Ian Malcolm lecturing about chaos theory. Right. No one wants to watch that. It's three chapters in the book, right? Yeah. So you got to pick and choose. But there's, yeah. like, things in the Hunger Games movie that I was like, why did you cut the daughter Everything. of the mayor? That's your buddy who gave you the Oh, yeah, don't even right. get me started on, I can't. Instead of, so instead of them like, oh, no, she just finds it in like a market. I'm like, here, oh, this looks neat. I'll put it on. Instead of it being given to her by a friend. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, Could like, the care. tone of those movies be any more wrong? It's so the, wrong. Right? The costumes are, like, the, I was just like, what is this? You put glittery eyeshadow Done. on a dude. Like, we did that in 2000. Like, right. this isn't a well, thing. that's the way all of it felt. Especially, like, special effects and oh, everything. Where I you're was like, so upset. Way you better. also spent, and the like, bad no dialogue. time. They spent no time oh, in the other God. tributes. You didn't care if any of them fell. Yeah. I was especially, like, this was such a perfect especially opportunity. Especially I was yep. like, this was such a perfect opportunity to cast up-and-comers. And to, like, I... I, I, I totally thought that for advertisement they were going to do each tribute tribute, and and i thought that'd be so much more interesting i would love to be more involved i think they were afraid that if they did that people wouldn't be involved with katniss and it would be too sad if everybody died that's what you need you're missing that sad audience well having like they didn't do the 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 choppers that would come down and like the whole part where they like lift rue's body up in the book is very powerful no let's not do that like it's i don't know there's i had a lot to yeah there was there was no connection between rue and katniss for me like it was very minor like Like, i was supposed to be sad but it didn't well no you didn't care about any of the fox face yeah you didn't even see fox face i'm like well that's really unfortunate. And it was, was so really many cool. great roles. Like I know, they're so all fantastic. And the only one that we get to see, and I can't even remember her name because in the book she didn't stand out to me, was, remember the girl who like, gets on top of Katniss and she's like going to kill her? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who is the girl from The Orphan. <laughs> And it's like, why are you here? What, what did you I don't do? How did you sign up? How can we get to see your face and yeah. we don't get to see any of these other characters who are actually interesting? Well, they did just announce today, like literally like an hour ago, that in the third movie that Julianne Moore will be playing Coin, mm. which is actually, I think, pretty dead on casting. I can see that. I, um, but I just don't know what they're going to do to the other movies. I don't know if they're going to Well, they're breaking the criticism. third. They're breaking the third one up into two movies. Yeah. So it's going to be four total, but I don't know. I'm don't totally know. We'll uninvolved see. now. I just, after seeing that first one, I'm like, I can't, I Jeez, can't go that, on. I'm not going to. Take gonna... all the sadness out. It is a dark, dark story. It's extremely dark. And okay I was. with it being that dark. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It really is. It's just amazing, like, what you can get away with as, like, preteen books nowadays or like yeah. you know what I mean like they're literally those books are written for like teens but that's been going on for a long time like yeah that kind of it definitely has wait but I like, don't understand what do you mean well I mean the, the like, series of books was aimed at like 14 year olds or yeah. whatever like and it's like seriously it's it's like battle royale it's YA it's, yeah it's, 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 literally, young it's, it's young adults so it's literally like hey kids killing other kids yeah and like that's been Kids like, are pretty sophisticated you know, they totally yeah. are like I, I'm totally like if I had read that I would have had no problem with it but it's just it's just amazing 
to like be like, wow, like that that's, is aimed at that age kids. group. Yeah. And it's like really, well, really dark. And here's the thing. If it, if that's aimed at that age group and it does well in that age group, then what makes you think you should take it out right. of the Tame movie adaption? Because yeah. like, that's not what they're in love with. Like they're in love with what they've read. And, you know, our imaginations are so much stronger than, you know, what we actually see. So even yeah. if they had kept it, you know, like pretty violent the way it should be it wouldn't have been like any worse like orcs were so much scarier to me before like i saw yeah. them at the theater i was like oh these guys are that fine guy? like kind of cute <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. i was like Gollum. he's actually pretty yeah. cute <laughs> oh my god i have the silliest Gollum story i thought Gollum lived in my bathroom <laughs> and i would have to do a series what of, year is this circa or age <laughs> uh, this was like i was probably like this was probably like five to eight. Okay. This was like a significant Ooh, amount that's of a time. Chunk. Yeah, <laughs> Gollum lived in my bathroom, and I had to do a series of like kind of dance move type of steps <gasps> to get from my bedroom to the bathroom to like get the like the hall pass. Yeah. like essentially every single time you get. Isn't that the weird? The ritual. That would be weird up? if he lived in your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole thing with goblins being under my bed. Mm. I read some really dark fairy tales, mm. like, you know, fairy, A-E, yeah. like, um, where there were these creatures under the bed, but the illustrations were from that time period, and they're so disturbing. Yeah, really disturbing. And, mm-hmm. and I decided that these things were going to grab my ankles and take me to yeah. their underworld. <laughs> and you make up all these rules of, like, I have to flick the light switch twice. Yeah. And one of my things was you have to have a portable phone in your hand. This was when, I don't know, a portable phone still a thing. Um, not a cell phone. And it has to be on with the dial tone ringing, and, like, that enters the room first. Oh, my God. And I don't Fairies know why that was. hate a dial tone. <laughs> They do not hate. like it. They, they hate it. That's they hate awesome. it. But I don't know what that is in kids because you hear that from everybody too. Like yeah. you have two seconds to get to the light switch. Like yeah, because your your imagination like goes four steps ahead of stuff, and then for some reason you decide like I know I'm being silly, but what if it is true yeah. and I don't do that? Well, and you kind of want it to be true. Like, are you yeah. kidding? I always yeah. wanted a black hole to open up and me and to land in Hobbiton. Like that's all I've ever wanted. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be dreamy? I still wait for it a little bit. I'm still like my. It's coming. It's gonna, ha- it's it's gonna coming. happen. Those wormholes. I know what those are. Maybe you'll want to look through this door to the Shire. Ah! Ah! Wait, why is Answer this riddle. Oh, it was a riddling a dragon. Smog was visiting for they're having lunch. <laughs> Bill, um, oh my goodness. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about some of the things you've worked on. Which Castle, is numerous and wonderful. Uh, which is in its sixth season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're shooting our sixth season. You've done over a hundred episodes now. Yes, you're all grown up now. I'm all grown up. Baby now. girls all grown up. I know. Yeah, people I mean, keep telling me I'm still not aware of it. People just keep saying it. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. I'm grown up now. Well, it's one of those things like you don't realize it when you're in it like how time passes but if you were to go back and look at season one mm-hmm. you'd be like oh my god i'm a baby you know what i mean like i go back to season one and i think oh my gosh i was so pretty and so talented what happened <laughs> and so then i think every single time i'm just like, gotten god. gorgeous and better <laughs> no, and I now just... i speak in verse <laughs> you should really incorporate that into the show more <laughs> But I remember when the show came out, like, I was really rooting for it because I was a Nathan Fillion fan. Yeah. Like, kind of everybody was. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you'd done that show Drive, which they didn't even air all the episodes, and it was weird. And, you know, like, it was just like, God, is, is he going to hook on to yeah. something else? Like, there's that fan base from Firefly that loves him, but, like, they're small in terms of, they're like... They're small and rabid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Viewing numbers, you're going to get an initial push, but, like, it might not be enough for It'll advertisers. It's a cult classic. Plus, like, yeah. the way everything has changed and how shows are viewed and everything nowadays mm-hmm. and DVR, it's all changing all the time. Yeah. So it's hard to say really mm-hmm. what's successful and what's not but like 
when the castle first came out, I was just like, come on, let's, let's let him stick on something. I never imagined it would be like six seasons and going strong. We didn't like it was. We were always the little engine that could. Like no one ever really thought, oh, we really want to push to make this happen. Like there wasn't a lot of care involved in Castle. We just tried to do like every day our best and like it was the very first episode and then like you know season one we got picked up for season two and we're like okay let's you know season three we're like okay this is fine and basically i know i mean i can speak for nathan and i that our mentality was just like every episode we have to make it the best because we're still having like even though we had already like like we were golden by season three we still felt like we had to cement ourselves like we had to keep proving ourselves and i remember last season we did the hundredth episode we were filming that day and they were like hey we're gonna do this cake cutting thing let's let's break and go over there and in my mind i was like oh come on let's get this over with let's go back to work (laughs) and we get in there and my mom and my uh manager were there and uh, we cut the cake, and I'm still just kind of like, yeah, okay, okay. And mom was like, okay, I have to go. And I was about to do some interview with E. And so I just gave her a hug, and I just said, I was like, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And it just flooded over me. Oh. Like, I just started crying because it hit me that not only had my family given up, well, I guess it wasn't that much to give up, but you know, <laughs> had, had let me come out and had let me pursue this. And then on top of that, we had reached this, like, even now when I think about it, like, that's a big accomplishment. It's, it's, it's so much bigger than I give castle credit for and myself credit for and i don't know you can look it up i turn around and i'm like crying on this e-interview and i'm like it's my home this is my family like totally making a blubbering idiot out of myself but that is how i feel they're all they all really are great people we've, and you've we've done worked hard every episode it's an amazing cast mm-hmm. i mean it's like not just I mean, so many actors work their whole career and don't ever get to do a show with that mm-hmm. longevity. And then to have quality in yeah. that longevity yeah. is so remarkable. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah, that quality really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, early on, I was just like, this is like the new moonlighting in a yeah. sense. Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. like they have that tumultuous relationship, but it's also like a mystery of the week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually it's going to become clever, about clever, them. Clever. Yeah. But it'll take a while and hopefully it won't become about them so much that they yeah. lose the mystery of the week kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is kind of what moonlighting ended up doing. Well, and, and that's when it, yeah, ended. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, but it still seems to be going pretty strong, and I mean, I think our yeah. this season's going to be interesting. Yeah, oh yeah. god, it's going to be interesting, and I think you know the reason is is because Castle does have uh, Martha and Alexis kind of you know battling him for attention. I think that's something that adds an extra thing in, so it can't become all about the Beckett Castle relationship. Yeah. It just wouldn't make any natural sense because you know when you're used to being someone's favorite, you're. You know, right. you say you're okay. You're not okay when they find someone else. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, ever. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of that this season. <laughs> uh, Alexis is definitely backing out, but not in a subtle way. Like, she's making it, like, very known. She's doing very drastic mm-hmm. things because she's she's upset. Yeah. Because she feels like she's being kicked to the curb Demoted. after she's done everything. It's not, you know, it's not like he was always the caregiver. She's very used to taking care of him. Like, they always made jokes about, you know, her having a credit card to bail him out of jail and yeah. stuff like that. But when you honestly think about it, she, you know, took care of him when he was hungover or, like, when yeah. he was throwing up. Like, these things that they don't show and that are just in, like, our crazy actors' heads. Yeah. They've done everything together. You know, she's been his rock and to all of a sudden just be kind of shoved aside. Yeah, it's hurtful. Him as much. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just as much, if not more. Right. And she has started to realize that she's lost that childhood that she should have had. Mm-hmm. And now that she's not like 
at the beginning that was fine because she felt appreciated because Alexis is a caregiver. But now that she feels like she's not being appreciated for all that time that she devoted to her dad and not to her own life, it's, you know, how would you feel? It's like, well, throw this table over. See you later. Yeah, exactly. She's also just been through a lot now, too, with the kidnapping Mm -hmm. and, like, everything. You know, before (laughs) it was like, you know, oh, am I going to go to college in a different place from my boyfriend? Like, that was her issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh, shit's hitting the fan for Alexis a little Mm -hmm. bit here and there. Yeah, that was, that, God, that threw all of us for a loop, and none of us expected for Alexis to be put in that type of danger. I remember even talking about it at the beginning of the season and uh, Andrew and I saying, like, she'll never get kidnapped. We're not doing that. Like, we're just not going to do it. And so for him to throw that in, and in such a way that it it made sense. Like, it, yeah. it, it completely worked in this, you know, mysterious father figure type of thing. It was... Yeah, that that definitely scares you and puts you in a different headspace. And I right. try to remember that all the time because it seems like the people might forget and they just kind of expect her to move on in the episodes. And I'm always like, no, like this is this is still a thing. Like this is still a little, you know, scared kitten feeling. And that's one thing that's nice about the show too is it didn't really trade on like you guys are constantly in danger and like why why does Castle do what he does like yeah. it's not like twenty four twenty four that's what I was just thinking Kim yeah. was like const- like like when season two when she got stuck in the cougar trap yeah. and the you know was like, like Jesus Kim. come on leave just this girl poor girl eater. alone yeah she's been kidnapped she's her mom died like all this stuff just let's figure out new ways to, to manipulate right yeah. yeah maybe like let's just have him go take care of Terrace and Bonds yeah. and not yeah. have to worry There's about going on yeah. his family and that's the only way that they could really include that character yeah. Sense is like have her in peril, so he has to deal with her. Otherwise, he'd just be like, uh, "Hey, honey, uh, for this season, I'm going to be wrapped on. up. I know it's just 12 hours in your life, but you know, yeah. I'm a little busy dismantling this bomb from going off yeah. and being able to get from Burbank to the to Venice in five minutes, minutes. Yeah. or whatever it is." Um, so that's why it's one thing I thought was pretty nice. But mm-hmm. now, when the danger has come to her, it's more real and, yeah. and sticks. It's and deserved kind of too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a deserved danger. Plus, it's just a good mix of humor and mystery and all yeah. that stuff, too. Yeah, I have to say, like, our 100th episode, that was probably my favorite that we've had so far. Like, yeah. I loved how I kind of played off of, uh, oh, God, what's the name of that movie? Uh, Rear Window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how I kind of played off Rear Window. And that, for me, uh, the nurse in that movie was, like, a huge um, inspiration for Alexis's uh, kind of character in that episode. That was fun. It was nice to get back to that kind of a jovial ban- father-daughter banter that they hadn't had in a while. Right. Yeah. There's some you know, really fun, like, standoff episodes. Like, there's the steampunk episode. Yeah. Um, just things like that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh. And then there's a Halloween episode where he actually wore a brown coat, which I yeah. thought was John's going to awesome. go shut down the dogs. They They've lost it dogs. in the background. They lost it. Some other dog is outside the window. That's right. It you happens. Guys. It's very dramatic. Scrubbing their stuff. Oh. <sighs> Well, great. Congratulations on 100 episodes. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, more to come. I mean, people don't realize yeah, how hard exciting. it is just to get a show on television, period. Yeah, they have no idea. Had you had like, other experiences of things not going to air, or was this just like a perfect storm of firstness? No, like I had done, uh, I planned on just doing movies, mm-hmm. and I had done, like I had just come off of um, My One and Only, which was a independent with Renee Zellweger, and A Christmas Carol, which was Bob Zemeckis' film, and... Um, yeah, I, I was really set on just kind of continuing like on this path, and then when Castle came up, I was like, "Well, it's written like a movie. Like these yeah. are really good scripts. I hadn't read any TV that that was that good, so I thought mm-hmm. I'll give it a go as long as it doesn't interfere with me, you know, taking over the world and becoming a super famous movie star." <laughs> and yeah, it Poison just Ivy. yeah, exactly becoming Poison <laughs> Ivy. It 
Yeah, it it just went. Wow. Yeah, it was it was very exciting, but it was funny because you know, just like we were talking about childhood, how we kind of come up with these rituals and stuff like that. I think also we have this idea that like everything is going to work out. Like mm-hmm. I never for a minute doubted. Like I doubt was never in my mind yeah. on anything, especially on Castle. I was like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we're going to go to air. Yeah, we're you know this is happening. And then I remember hitting like. 16 or so and then starting just to have this kind of thing in the back of my mind where like oh my gosh maybe this isn't going to happen or maybe I didn't do as well as I thought you know things like that which I'd never had before on any audition or you know movie or castle or anything and it's something that I wish I still you know I wish I still had that uh you know that faith yeah you know that uh and just sort of like internal like optimism yeah exactly why wouldn't it exactly yeah yeah. Because exactly. it's such yeah, a healthier precisely. baseline, if that yeah. can be your baseline, mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. yeah, bad things could happen, but to sort of expect them, and it's natural because you want to steal yourself, but yeah. it makes but that's life bad. so difficult. Yeah, yeah. like, it's, it's better to have, what do they say? There's a phrase, it's a... Uh, um, Don't worry, be happy. Bobby McFerrin. That's, that's, <laughs> Thank you. That, we'll, we, we'll go with that. We'll okay, go with sure. that. <laughs> Faith that surpasses understanding. Ooh. Yours that's is what it is. Slightly better. Also Bobby McFerrin. Also that. This guy's amazing. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I had a dream. Bobby uh, also, you did a really funny comedy, Where the Millers, which, uh, you know, it was weird because, like, when it first came out, there was good buzz, and then... The critics kind of were really kind of mixed on it. Yeah. yeah. And then I went and saw it and I was like, this movie's freaking hilarious. I don't know. It's so fun. So many awesome character actors throughout. <laughs> yeah. And you said this has like become an unexpected foreign hit. Is that right? Did I say Did that? Someone say it that? It is true. We're it is. doing, doing extremely well. well. Maybe I found on the internet. Yeah, I think you might have found that yeah. on the internet, but we are doing extremely well uh, foreignly. <laughs> internationally In foreign, speaking. Internationally. Yeah. Internationally. We're doing great uh, internationally. Um, yeah, which is so fantastic. It it was a dream come true. I never in a million like I was a for like five movies, you know, and I I remember I had like my order of which ones I wanted to work out, and I'll like be honest, with the Millers was like the last one because I was just kind of like, oh, it's another like kind of stoner comedy. I just yeah. got done doing that, like it's really cute, but I'm not a comedian. I'm a dramatic actor, you know. I'm not. Do I'm not going to get this exactly. <laughs> and all these things don't work out. Don't work out. Don't work out. And then. I get the call because, you know, Miller's is my last hope. And they're like, yeah, they gave it to someone else. (gasps) What? I'm like, what? No, this. I was was so heartbroken. I I was in a really, really bad place. And the casting director had said, she was like, look, she needs to stay in LA. Like, I know she's going home, but she needs to stay because I just feel it in my bones that they're not, like, this girl's going to get fired. Like, they... She's just not right for it. She smells like meth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my manager was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I'm leaving. Are you kidding? I'm not being held on another string. I'm, I'm, go- yeah. I'm going back home, mama. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> and then Comic-Con comes around. So this is like a whole like three months. Comic-Con comes around. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> we're in the car and we're driving. And I wasn't driving. My friends were driving. And I got an eyelash, which is funny that you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Eyelash falls. And I had kind of been taking a nap. And so I say, with that type of faith, I say, I want to book a movie today. And I blew the eyelash off my finger, and I fall asleep. <gasps> and I wake up, and I have, like, ten missed calls on my phone. So I look at all of them, like, Molly, call me back, Molly, call me back. Like, my manager, my manager, my agent, my lawyer. So I call back my manager. I'm like, dude, like, what's going on? He's like, you've booked it. Like, she tanked the table read. They want you to do it. Like, you need to leave in three weeks for trying to work it out with Castle. 
And I was so excited. <laughs> and it took it took it a while. It could not be a dreamer beginning to that story like I make a wish exactly. and then I go to sleep. Exactly. Tap into well, those Disney dreams, everybody. Yeah, it, it, it happens. You would wish for Gollum to live in your bathroom. That would have been... Why would I have wished for that? Yeah, that know. dream would have backfired. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that, 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 you know, that faith and that eyelash, like never underestimate the power of a wish on an eyelash. Like if you really Ooh. mean it and think it can happen, it, I mean... It Pull happens. your eye hair out. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was, it was, that was such a crazy beginning to that story. And then I filmed that between Castle episodes. So I'd fly oh, out wow. there for, like, two weeks and then come back to Castle. And I didn't tell any of the cast. Like, I didn't even tell Nathan that I was doing it because I didn't want there to be any type of animosity or, you know, just, just any weird yeah. feelings because um, I knew that they'd been very nice to me letting me do it while right. we were shooting. Um and the experience was wonderful. Catherine Hahn was a comedic, was and is, and will always be a comedic genius, and just took me under her wing and really taught me some wonderful things. And Nick Offerman, of course. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Just yeah. awesome. We had such a blast, and they really were all great. I mean, I mean, another silly thing is that, like, Will Poulter. Uh, so funny. So funny. But, he, you know, he was in a movie called Son of Rambo. Which is amazing. It's the first movie I ever saw in L.A. at Arclight. He's the first person I ever had a crush on, ever. Oh. First Hollywood crush. I, <gasps> I kid you not. Wish on an eyelash. Wish on an eyelash. Like, it <laughs> Ten all, years later. Exactly. <laughs> it all happens. And so that movie really was extremely magical. You know, it was... I, I, I really, My soul really needed something. I needed yeah. to prove to myself, I think, that I could do something more than Castle. Because it had yeah. been a little while since I had done, you know, another project besides, like, animation. And, um, I, yeah, and it, of course I say that, but the truth is i think i like to be busier than you know most humans like to yeah. be maybe okay. i was gonna know, say something yeah, you know it, it's, it's not like busy. i wasn't yeah. fully employed yeah. on like two different projects but still needed this <laughs> uh so yeah it was amazing i'm not surprised it's doing so well because that entire cast was fantastic it's really funny so it's funny, so yeah, funny. Yeah, the writing too. is great the oh the outtakes oh my gosh that scotty p guy yeah all of his improvs are came so from. amazing we could so do that eyebrows <laughs> That was good posture. That was good posture. So that was my funny. favorite one. <laughs> I, I want to see him on a show. Like I'm so excited. For I just him love to it when more. they let improvisers like that yeah. riff. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it's like tape's not expensive anymore. It's not like they're filming yeah. a yeah. film and they run out of reel. It's like you just like just go. Just go you either yeah. change it up they're or whatever. They're going to end we'll up with something out. more fun than you could have imagined. Right. You know, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. Well, and that, I'm sure that character was only written, you know, so so, and he brought yeah. so yeah. much more. He to really it. did. Well, it was just like you know, Catherine. Like all of her stuff was pretty much you know. Oh, like funny. that whole thing where she's like, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Oh, like yeah. all of that Ugh. was just her just like going off and, oh God, so fantastic. Yeah. That yeah. stuff's amazing. I'm really glad it's, yeah. Rawson Thurber is an amazing director, awesome writer. I'm so happy for him and everyone was fantastic. I'm glad. And it was funny when everyone, like Nathan came up, Nathan actually called me and he's like, you're you're Miller's? <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I just saw the trailer for it, and I was like, I, I thought I did tell you. He's like, no, you didn't tell me you're in a movie with Jennifer Aniston and Jason. Like, Thanks for inviting me for a set visit. I'm like, wow, thanks, Aww. man. I don't feel really bad now. But yeah, everyone's been extremely supportive, and it was an awesome movie, and it's all great. It's all yeah, good. funny stuff. Yeah. Glad it's doing well. Go girl. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's do first. Let's we do, do this every uh, show. It's a different first from life. The question today is. I don't even know if you read this, but I it's, did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the first time you ever went camping, and did you like it? <laughs> okay, so 
my father had a Boy Scout troop, Troop 3, about 75 boys or so. Uh, Good odds. Yeah. My my mother worked 24-7. She was a doctor. So her only stipulation with having another child was that my dad would have to, you know, take care of it. And so... Are you it? Fir- yeah, I'm it. So the first time I went camping, I was probably... I would have to be on... Like, I was probably two and a half. Uh, and from then on, I was... I mean, I was a Boy Scout. I went camping every single weekend. I went on these huge hikes. The Jennings boys, who was a big Catholic family, but five boys are all in my dad's troop, would just carry me around backpack to backpack. Uh, by the time I was six, my father decided to put me uh, into the... Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Um... Like the merit badges, like to start getting merit badges. And so I was just kind of grandfathered into Troop boys 3. Scouts? Like I became an Eagle Scout by the time I was 16. I did oh my project. Oh my gosh. I did it all. So first, yeah, camping was amazing. Are you kidding? Like my memories of like, I lost my first tooth on a camping trip because we were playing in this tall grass and the game was essentially I would run around and try to bite the guys <laughs> and I grab onto this guy's shirt and my tooth goes and falls out I lose it in the grass and of course I don't know where I slept that night I slept somewhere and my dad all of a sudden I hear in the morning he's Molly 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 where are you and I'm like I'm right here like what's up and he had gotten scared because my tooth fell out. I tried, I went to his car and was kind of feeling on the edge because I wanted to see what had happened in like yeah. the mirror. And so I'd left a blood stain. Oh my gosh. Like, oh. Man. Uh, so yeah, I have amazing camping stories and yes, I love camping and yeah. I had no idea that question would get such an I'm so, I'm so I didn't sorry. know you were a boy no, scout. Right. You just, you just people like, are like, um, I don't know. I don't know when I went camping. camping. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, a lot of that. <laughs> Great answer. Yeah, camping is the best. How about you? Um, We probably went a lot before I couldn't even remember it because that was what my family liked to do, Mm -hmm. like go to state parks and stuff. And then when I was about four, we got a a camper trailer um, that we could pull. And it was like one of those really tiny little bubbly Mm -hmm. kind of ones. Oh, Um, cute. It was so fun. And my sister's five years older than me. But I remember we went to a state park in Tennessee and had the most fun weekend and I caught turtles and put them in a bucket. Nice. <laughs> Could, doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than catching turtles. A bucket full of turtles. <laughs> did, did you did you eat them? I did wish. you make turtle soup? I wish I was so advanced. No. No, just sort of stirred them around and let them free again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been stirred sufficiently. Like these free. turtles are ready to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hit the streets, turtles. What about you, Colin? Yeah, what about? For me, I barely, I barely gone camping in my life. It was just not something my family did. But yeah. I remember when I was like... 13 or 14. Uh, I grew up in Davis, which is up north near San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's like 90 miles away mm-hmm. from there. But um, it's near Sacramento, really. Uh, like a, a couple hours north of there, like near Auburn or Grass Valley, one of those things, there's like like a, a lot of hiking trails and things mm-hmm. like that. So we went through with a couple of my friends to some city program thing that was like a two-day like hike and like overnight thing. But the age range varied from like 8 to like 14. So we were like the older kids. Mm-hmm. And what was frustrating about it is there was like two or three like counselors or whatever is we'd be hiking these trails and the eight year olds had to stop like all the damn time. Like we would go like <laughs> we would go like, you know, a hundred feet, oh we gotta stop, tie, get water and we were getting so frustrated and we were like, We wanna, you know, come on, let's go, let's hike, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do something. So then like they kinda like split into two groups and like we were on the top group, but even that part, like there were still people that were constantly stopping and it was like a marked trail and we were like fuck it guys right so We're the three go. of us like kept going ahead to the point where we just ditched everybody because <laughs> nice. it was like a trail it was really like it was not hard to figure out where you're going yeah massively 
like trail thing. So we came down. There was like a lake. So we got to the lake like an hour before everybody else did. <laughs> had lunch. We didn't get swimming. We were there. And then as, as we started to get closer, we started hearing them going like, Cole, Matt, Nate. And we're like, oh, I guess they're probably mad at us. <laughs> but we're like, that part was fun. We finally broke away. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't like, I can't hike 100 feet and stop for an eight-year-old. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> they're yeah, always going to have to pee Nothing worse than that. But that's like, it's always been hard for me because like, I'm a big like, I have to have my daily morning shower to wake up and huh. feel fresh. And like the whole like sleeping You don't really get to feel night, fresh day, like, yeah, I, I love don't. not showering me too it's, i can do it for days yeah a, i hate I'm washing my hair i yeah, dread it I don't like it i hate drying my hair my oh, hair's actually curly so me i just too. like leave it and today when i was like drying i'm like this is the worst Look what's going on under yeah, here yeah Whoa, yeah leave it leave welcome it. back it's to beautiful. cole and the hippies <laughs> um, i uh, i do enjoy a good shower um all right we're gonna do my questions let's do it i was trying to bet i have a picture on here with that i'll find later of me in my little boy scout uniform oh, nice. oh you had the uniform and everything well i wore i was in a boy i didn't do like the whole cub scout thing yeah so i was just in the boy scout troop but the only shirt that would fit me was when my dad found a goodwill that was just a cub scout shirt and my hair was super short oh because my I had, gosh like, thin hair and so i'd get mistaken like whenever we'd go to like the jamborees like hey you're in the wrong group and i turn around and be like whoa jesus you're a girl <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do my questions. Uh, you listed Goonies as one of your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a Goonies quiz. Oh, no. Go ahead. Ten questions on I Goonies. I know. It's my worst nightmare. Um, I think there, if you've seen it, most of these will be in your wheelhouse, I think. Uh, this, I get the first one might be the hardest one. And then after that, smooth sailing, I think. Uh, question and everybody at home, feel free to play along. Let's see how well you know the Goonies. It's always fun uh, to tell a podcast. <laughs> hey, here's what you're gonna do. Uh, question one: In what Oregon city does the Goonies take place? Right. It, it's rainy. It is rainy. Uh, I'll give you that one. It's hard. It's Astoria. Okay. That's where it takes place. Next. Uh, all right. Question two: What is the name of the famed treasure hunter that the Goonies find the corpse of in a booby trap? One-eyed Willie. Not quite. That is a question that you've answered already, though, which is question four. Wait, then Who's what was the question? treasure ship of the Goonies trying to find? One and Willie. Uh, it's a famed treasure hunter. That's a key's a pro. Oh, 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 oh. They find his body. God, I can't remember. It starts with a C. It's something, the last name is something you'd put on a stove made out of a specific kind of metal. <laughs> Frying pan? Cast so iron skillet. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I'll give it to you. It's Chester Copperpot. Okay. Copperpot. <laughs> uh, okay. At the end of the film, Data mentions a creature that they battled that actually didn't appear in the film, but it is in the deleted scenes. What was it? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Eight legs. A spider? Under the sea. Giant spider crab. Octopus. Yeah. There you go. They've had an octopus. They, I didn't know that. They filmed wow. the sequence. It's on the DVD. Okay. It looks really cheesy. I only ever watched it on... I haven't watched it, like, in a... Like VHS. Like, my copy... I still like I still own a VHS player, so I watch it oh, on VHS. Yeah. But I'll, I'll upgrade. You should you should take a look at the footage. It's pretty cheeseball. It's like this... Okay. It, it looks so fake. And then, like, all of a sudden... Whoa! It's like in the pirate bay. Okay, cool. Towards the end. Um... All right, number five, Mouth, that's Corey Feldman, mistakenly identifies John F. Kennedy on a coin as what actor? Um, if you... I went to a party at Corey Feldman's house, and I was so excited. <gasps> Recently? At the time. No, this was oh. like two years ago, but I was a raw vegan at the time, and I was super excited. And so I made him these like 
coconut like truffle things and I just like gave him this gift and he looked at me like I was the weirdest person. <laughs> I was very excited because he was mouth from Goonies. Um, yeah, back Corey to your Feldman coin. looks at you like you're the weirdest person. Yeah, before. right. <laughs> um, okay, so it's a throwaway line. They're looking at coins. Yeah, I'm goes. trying. Uh, um, I, That's Alec. John F. Kennedy, you idiot. Well, he played him once. Oh, um, I don't um, even have a good George Clooney. It's Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Okay. John F. Kennedy. We okay. played him once. Uh, we'll just rush through these. <laughs> it's been a while since you've seen it. You might have a hard time with these. Uh, the name of the Hispanic housekeeper that the Walshers employ. Rosa? Yeah, Rosalita. Good. Good job. Uh, played There's by like Lupe Ontiveros. <laughs> uh, seven. When Andy is playing the organ, she can't figure out if the note is an A sharp or a B flat. What is Mikey's response? No idea. If you hit the wrong note, we'll all be flat. That's ah, okay. <laughs> one of my favorite it's lines. Good staying power. Uh, number eight. What candy treat is Sloth's favorite? Ruth, baby. There yeah. You there you go. <laughs> uh, number nine. What denomination of counterfeit currency does Data find? What denomination? At, yeah. What kind? Fifty dollar bill. There you go. Fifty dollar yeah. bill. Fifty dollar bill. Fifty dollar bill. <laughs> uh, and finally, what humiliating act does Mouth make Chunk do before letting him into the house? Everywhere they call it, but he makes him jiggle his belly all around. Yeah, that's the truffle the, the shuffle. The truffle shuffle. Okay, I gotta rewatch Goonies. I know. I just I got that it. zing for it. There's, they keep talking about doing a sequel. I wish they'd make it into a show. That'd be cool. Goonies show. That'd be really cool. Ooh, that would be magical. Mm-hmm. Just call it the Goondocks. <laughs> nice. Goondocks that. Goondocks Saints. That's a whole new thing. Just, it would be. Uh, get ready to tap them. Cool on parody video. Okay, these are my questions. They're different. Uh, have you ever met an Olsen twin? I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? She asks everybody. It's a very, it's love, a very low percentage of returns. <laughs> I, do, I do love, I used to watch with the one where there are witches. Weren't they witches ones? Something? Oh, in the movie. The spooky um, something? Yeah. I watched that constantly, like so much mm. so that my babysitter is like, can we please watch a different <laughs> movie? Like, and I was like, oh, that or Milo and Otis. And they're like, fine, oh, you can watch. Milo and Otis is so sad. Oh, Here comes the dog sad. to save How the day. How is Milo and Otis there's what sad is that, parts. first off? And uh, how is it sad? What is that from? It's Milo Notice. No, it's not. Here comes the dog oh my God, to save right. the day. He's singing it to himself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got that. I just remember feeling like crying a lot during that movie. Are they scary parts? Mummy? Yeah, there's scary Mummy? parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's not... the families. Yeah, they have their own families. Good. And yeah. like, they, oh, they show you how they're no, born. No, you guys. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Those little pets that are best friends. Continue on. Okay. <laughs> You've angered a wizard, and you have to choose between one of two choices. Either you're going to be locked in a dungeon with Gollum or the Pale Man. From Pan's Labyrinth <gasps> for three days. And you get to take ah! one weapon with you. <laughs> Which villain do you choose and what would your weapon be? Ooh. Scary. I love the Pale Man. Oh. Uh, absolutely love him. <laughs> uh, but I'd probably choose Gollum because I find him kind of cute. Yeah. And I would... It doesn't have to be a weapon. It can be bring, a- I'd bring the ring. I would bring, like, it wouldn't be the ring because that's destroyed, but I'd bring, like, a fake one that he thought was it. That oh. way he came in bay. Be like, hey, man, Here you I'll go. swallow it. <laughs> okay, relax. I'd probably, okay. I'd probably bring Sting in with me. That's good. <laughs> Not the sword, the singer actor. <laughs> He'd teach him to be tantric. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay. If you, this is based on um, the Hansel and Gretel. 
Shipping. Mm-hmm. The idea. If you were going to do another fairy tale remake with a slasher stoner element, <laughs> which fairy tale would you tackle? <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, let me think about that. I mean, it's very thought-provoking. It is, because I'm trying to think about... Because, like, Hansel and Girl Get Baked is such a... I mean, I'm, it's so cute. Yeah. It's just such a perfect, cute thing. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Let me think. Um, I mean, they have you with the title. You're like, it's perfect. Yeah, it goes... It's perfect. Um, I would either do Aladdin. And the whole thing oh. was, like... Uh, marijuana haze oh yeah that's great like the what's yeah. in the lamp is yeah. actually a drug yeah exactly oh. and it sort of causes them to lose oh my god that's or what cave that's of what wonders is do. a strain is what we would, yeah it could be a strain and then like it puts them into this haze and we would put the walter mitty aspect into it to where like he's going around like being you know aladdin but the truth is he like works at an office and you know jasmine oh. is like the cutie and like the cutie at kinko's yeah. there we go nice that's what we do well done that's mm-hmm. great mostly so i could kiss someone named jafar and point. you're gonna twiddle somebody's beard we know <laughs> at long last um, if you could exist in any science fiction universe, and it can be from literature, movies, or cartoons. Science fiction? Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah? yeah? Who would you be? Who would I be? I have to be someone? Well, you could just I could, have a rank. I, I could make it a much be. better LaForge. Really? Yeah. She says sassily. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 wait. That's not true. Who am I thinking about? That's not right. Troy. I, I meant Troy. Oh, Troy. Counselor not LaForge. I'm sorry. I meant Troy. There I can make a much better Troy. You look great in the uniform. Have I you ever d- gone as a Trek? I have friends who want me to go as one of their Trek bunnies, but I haven't decided if I'm going to do it a yet. A Trek bunny? Yeah, there's like a Trek bunny group that uh, goes to Comic-Con every year, and the corsets are gorgeous, and the, they're like the colors and have like the little like insignia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is like so many people's dream come true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trek bunny. I'd pop in as one of Wesley's teen buddies, because he doesn't have enough. You know? <laughs> He's just kind of wandering around the holodeck by himself. It's sad. Yeah. Let's get him a buddy. Somebody and then this is the last question if you could have one episode of castle that you guys pull all the strings and you could bring anyone in as your love interest what would that <laughs> episode like what would your character take on and who would you cast <laughs> wow um it would be an affair with a professor and <laughs> the professor would either be paul dano oh or willem dafoe <gasps> Such dark taste. You have such a dark taste. I think about it constantly. They're the Jafars of today. Yep. <laughs> Dreamy. Bloom Defoe. It's a. I don't think Castle. Love I could Bloom go there, Defoe. especially you're acting out. Love. Yeah. Like, you're, oh God, that'd make me so happy. You have no idea. What if Paul Dano was William De, William Willem Defoe's TA? Can you imagine that classroom? Oh my god, that'd be so great. <laughs> You could just have Alexis being like, which one? Which one? Which one? Which They're one? both like grading her too harshly, but she can see that they're interested. <laughs> like, what's going on? I need to go in and pout in somebody's office. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's what would happen. <laughs> Wonderful work. <laughs> well done. You did it. You did it. You made it all the way through. Thank you um, so much. You're on Twitter. Yes, I am. At Molly Quinn 93. Yes. Hey-o. People can follow you there. 93 is the year I graduated high school. Right, right, right. <laughs> there you go. You're padding it a little bit. <laughs> um, and also, you often do the Thrilling Adventure Hour. I love the Thrilling yeah. Adventure Hour. Los Angeles um, Los at Largo. Angeles. It's a great, great show. We've had many of them on our podcast yeah, before. Yeah, see it. Yeah, it's fun, guys. 
you, you get, get to get, get all dolled though. up and it's, it's a, a real night out. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. So catch her there. And obviously on Castle coming right back. Yeah. Super soon. And, and rent where the Millers. Yep. Super excited. And yeah, go see where the Millers rent Hansel Red and Gretel get baked. Hansel and Gretel, yeah. yeah, yeah Red there you go. Uh-huh. If you can find it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, you can follow us on uh, Facebook as well as Twitter. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I don't ever mention Facebook. You guys, you can there go you there. Did. We have a you page. You can do whatever you want apparently, on the internet. Apparently MySpace is now a thing again. So yeah, they're trying to make that happen. Find us on Friendster or LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, go to our GeoCities page. Yeah. Or Angel Fire. <laughs> uh, the podcast on Twitter is at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Molly. Of course. Thank this you, was Molly. awesome. <laughs> Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>